everyone to the rest podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. I am your host, Natalie Williams, and I am here with the author of The Reconstitution Method for Healing and Rest, Virginia Dixon. Can I just say... Sorry, Natalie, this is like so intense for me because you're saying so many amazing things, but it's like, wait a minute, hold on. Yeah, yeah, because to really explain it, there needs to be a lot of fundamental knowledge, which is really hard. I'm always thinking about our listening audience. Yeah. How can they apply what we're talking about to their life? And you just said to me, for people to really grasp what we're talking about, there needs to be some fundamental knowledge. Mm -hmm. My, or even my, wisdom, or rather wisdom, wisdom right. actually. Wisdom. Yeah. And my view of what that fundamental knowledge and wisdom looks like, mm. I'm very clear on that. That's why I help mm. people heal yes, so quickly. Yes. Yeah. But what's yours? What's the fundamental knowledge and understanding that they have? You share yours first, and I'll share mine <laughs> second. I think it starts with the the fact that you need to understand on all your levels of being that everything is connected every situation everything what what happens inside mirrors what's happening outside every person every living being not not just living actually everything dead and alive is connected i was able to go to that place and a place where everything and nothing existed like how weird is that to some people right so so just by observing reality and understand that there is a reason for everything, like that coincidence does not exist. Just things are always happening. And that means to a certain degree, you're always on a path, which is to a certain degree, like given to you, there's places you will be for sure that because that's part of your path, but it's also determined of your free will. Mm. So the place between free will and actual destiny, let's say, it's a weird one. You're a Calvinist. (laughs) I can summarize. (laughs) Sorry, I had to. Um, Okay, so basically everything's connected. Yes. Number two is there's a reason for everything. Nothing is random. Give me one more. Three is big and... The world of rest. So give me one more fundamental. That nothing exists without darkness and nothing exists without light and light cannot exist without darkness. There is no light without darkness and no darkness without light. Out of the human experience, like in, in the sense of what I experience of a dark situation is I feel like I only find growth when I face myself with the dark. Like, but when I'm in light... I don't need darkness to see the value of it because darkness is all around me. The complexity is infusing light into darkness because darkness into light is easy. I live in darkness. My conscience. Born in darkness. Yeah, Yeah. we're born in darkness. (laughs) And our conscience bears witness that this is a violation of something sacred. See, that's that's a big conversation in this point. What's sacred what's untouchable what is something we can all agree on that transcends everything and we know this thing is sacred you don't touch this thing to me it's life life is that one sacred thing other than for survival right so so 
I'll make it easy. Yeah. I have to work really, really, really hard to keep this estate pristine. Mm-hmm. I have to work really hard to do that. I have to displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in this home in the most practical of ways all the time. Mm -hmm. From dust to clutter, Mm -hmm. to weeds, Mm -hmm. to beasts that die on the property (laughs) and rot, and we have to get them out, right? I have to do that. That's a lot of work. Wait, wait. So to bring... Do you have to do the decaying animals? Yeah. Death brings life. Well, um, not to my nostrils. Oh. <laughs> Let me just say, no. And not, we were, not if they die on the wall, it's a problem. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And when they're rotting, you know, at the door because oh, yeah, no. a deer killed whatever, or something killed a deer, deer we got to get, yeah. Did you have a deer right in front of your house? All the time. We have deers all over. And Yummy. they've been, yeah. So the point is, I have to labor, I have to be intentional about preserving a space that I can invite people into so that they can do what? (sighs) Rest and be at peace. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If I let all those things that I have to manage to keep out continue to have their way with, with the villa, it wouldn't be the sanctuary that it is. Yeah. But in life, I'm making a point in my life, yes. in my soul. Yeah. See, you intuitively at three, at 10, at 11, at 12, at 19 thought, this is a sacred space in my soul. And there's all these things, much like dust and clutter and everything, that are vying for space. And you made this decision to say, wow, I'm not going to run from you. I'm going to call you you for what you are and i don't want you to have dominion over me i want Mm -hmm. to live and i want to thrive and i want to reconcile the confusion chaos and disease in my soul Mm -hmm. that's no different than what i have to do for my house Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean cleaning up sorry yeah that's true i'm grasping here to make this practical to people cleaning up yeah you 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 clear out you let go you clean Mm -hmm. up yes so i argue by the way I don't argue. I'm in con- complete agreement with you. Everything is absolutely connected. Mm-hmm. Number two, there's a reason for everything. By the way, if you go to my website, that's why it says we invite people to reason the significance mm-hmm. of these connections, if you mm-hmm. will, of these things, so they can find okay. significance in reasoning. Don't escape from reason. Don't check out from your trauma, from your pain, from your turmoil, from your crappy job. Don't check out from this toxic relationship. Don't check out from cancer. It's your body trying to talk to you. The reason we invite people into the space mm-hmm. is so they press into what you say, whatever darkness ails them, right? Mm-hmm. For the same reason I clean out my house. It's creating confusion, chaos, and disease. So I'm in agreement 100% with you. Mm-hmm. Until this last point, I just want to flush this out with yeah. you. Much like my house, much of the dominion... <laughs> Much of the dominion you took over and the conversation you also engaged in with these dark things trying to occupy space in your temple, your villa, your body, your home, your soul. I think that that is the pilgrimage in time. This conversation, this very natural struggle. I just think we're living in a day and age where we have to be strong and courageous and call it what it is. Because at the end of the day, you said my hunger and my quest, which I concur is that of every single human being. It is for peace and freedom. 
peace and freedom, peace and freedom, peace and freedom. Why? Because God set eternity in the heart of man and we were created and made to live with him. We don't die and disappear. We go to places. There's so much written on the afterlife and what that looks like. And there is, what do we find in their experiences? Mm. Light and dark, terrifying things or things that compel us to clean up our house, to clean up our soul, Mm. to clean up our lives. And I think one of the things I love about your art, it causes me to think deeply about those things. And so that's the plan. That's the plan. (laughs) And so that last thing is... I would just argue that the deepest hunger of the soul is for peace and freedom. And anything that compromises that peace and freedom needs to be fought for like you fought for your peace and your freedom when you were 19 years old. And I love it because you're honest about your, your pilgrimage continuing to navigate those voices. I would just say that at the end of the day, we take inventory of human history and we can see the same drama played out. Mm-hmm. And we have to face the reality of the spiritual realm. Jonathan Kahn, again in his book, Return of the Gods, speaks to it in such powerful ways. I'm gifting you this book and I can't wait to have a conversation with you about it. And I know... Artists aren't always comfortable with this, but I'll just say, I think we do have to come up with the reality, not just of good and evil, but those things to me have a name. I want to hear what your thoughts are on that. They have a name and they have an expression Mm -hmm. and an origin and an author. I believe the devil is real and I believe God is real. And that drama plays out in very practical, real ways in our lives. I have the heart of an artist like you. I'm a little wild. Natalie rolls, is rolling her eyes saying, oh my God, she is. So I kind of live more. If y'all more, can see her hair today. <laughs> but I kind of live in your world. So I kind of get you more than I get a theologian or a philosopher or a mathematician or something. You know why? Because I get a little bit of each of those disciplines and how they're integrated in this conversation. But we need to negotiate what's true and what's not at the end of the day to find peace and freedom in time. If we don't describe dark, demonic, unacceptable role that unharnessed evil can have in our lives, it's playing out in very real ways consequences consequences in our culture and the ones we continue to perpetrate if we just say oh live and let live this discourse about good and evil i reject it this discourse about demons and angels i reject it this discourse about god and satan i reject it Mm. i'm just saying in society today i have to deal with the brutality of the very real consequences of people neglecting to have those conversations You choose to live with no values and there's no moral consequences because you're free to do whatever you want. And okay, I don't agree with that, but you have the liberty to do that, right? Did that make sense what I said? No, but I have questions which I need to understand (laughs) in in this conversation. So first of all, I clearly, for you, there's God and there's the devil and the devil is evil, clearly. That's what we have to fight, 
right? Is that what you're saying? Because that's what you said earlier. Do you know what? I don't know if we have to fight. We have to be aware that these things exist and we have to choose what we comply with. No, I, I think, no. Okay. Some people don't want to fight it and they have the liberty to not fight it. I believe that a fundamental principle is that humans have a desire for peace and freedom like you do and life. Mm-hmm. So anything that's that, that diminishes but it the protection of life with- that is sacred of a human being and all that, anything that diminishes that order, right, that produces peace and freedom, mm-hmm. I think we have to decide which side we're going to give ourselves into that's what i think you know a lot, so a lot of it know. starts with with internal like powerlessness and this is when we drift off in something we become either aggressors or victim or the same thing and then those dark things get a hold of us right and that's and, what our conscience is for yes to determine what those things are yes uh, exactly and the thing is those are those are energies which influence our decision making in a lot of ways and and if there is no self awareness anymore because you you spiral down in this powerlessness and and you're consumed by the emotions connected to those kind of things where you you start creating dark situations out of whatever emotional states you're in right now like either you picked it somewhere up or it had been resting inside of you already all along or in but your don't you in- think we're born with that restlessness inside of us like see i think the heart of man at the end of the day is desperately wicked and yes. the people we really all individually really love is ourselves and you can just watch a bunch of toddlers just playing and everything is mine me now yeah, but the drive behind it has it. so has so many aspects oh totally there's so many yeah. aspects of the drive and i've been on a crusade let's say of figuring out where those those um situations or or emotions of this which are creating those dark almost desires mm-hmm. in inside of myself have their origin so my next question is is it is it just in our genetic coding or memory mm-hmm. over let's say seven generations or longer is it just in us because that means we are one species that means it's, it's in everyone yes maybe it is but where is the origin for us specifically Be- because exactly. that, is, and that's, that is exactly the part we are here to transform that's right it's and, individually and that's that's also what i'm talking about i'm talking about that kind of like Peace and freedom. Free exactly. Of I love what you're saying. You really are kind of a wild expression of my rest <laughs> matrix. You're the wildest expression. <laughs> we actually share worldviews on many fronts. I agree 100% with you. I think it extends generations, 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 generations since the beginning of time. And I think that everybody's responsibility is ultimately to reconcile that conflict within themselves. And they have the power and authority to do that so for me i mean it gets really abstract for some people who might be listening right now who have not ventured down into the rabbit hole far Mm -hmm. and you know we believe um mostly or we like to believe that the the sickness which uh surfaces because we haven't 
reconciled or uh, looked at us ourselves in with energetic or toxic entanglements let's say uh, in this life and what we have created is a toxic environment the thing is the truth lies way deeper than just in our uh, cellular memory okay i'm glad you said that that's our point of disagreement I was trying to find where do Wait, I do, cell, and can cell, I say sorry, what it like is? Cell, cell, it sits in our cellular memory, but it doesn't. Uh, it's not just in, in our gen, uh, genetic. Exactly. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. And I think that there's no such thing as your truth and my truth. Exactly. I think there's your opinion and my <laughs> opinion, but I think there's a fundamental truth. And what I love about your art is people have to decide what they see in it. Mm -hmm. I see a struggle. I see a conversation in your art between, I love what Natalie named the series, the polarities. Mm -hmm. And people have to choose. And I think their perspective of your art will be informed by their own personal life experiences. Totally. Because that shapes perception of reality. That's right. <laughs> Something that I was going to mention earlier, too, was, and, and this maybe this will help bring it more into like the realist perspective, is you're talking about Balenciaga and you're talking about the Grammys. You kind of opened the episode with this, is that our entire society is becoming completely desensitized to the amount of darkness that is around us. And we're starting to become almost groomed to accept that and to ignore the light that lives within us. And what I think Night just does such a great job of is that the polarities between the light and the dark, the good and the evil is so prevalent within the art that you can't ignore it. And it doesn't, it's not something that desensitizes. I think it's something that draws attention to the polarities and you can't ignore the good in it. You can't ignore the light in it. It's both there. And it's prompting very important conversations yeah, exactly. that we cannot walk away from. Right. Which leads me to, thank you, Natalie. Yeah. That was really good. Like Natalie said, we're dealing with brutal things right before our eyes. Yeah. Jonathan Kahn, again, in his book, Return of the Gods, I think does a marvelous job of taking historical, academic, philosophical, and religious inventory that, in fact, what we're experiencing today is related to what you write about and speak about. And by the way, what you illustrate in your art is a dark trinity. And there is a force, there is there is a, an energy, if you will. There are people, I call them demons and spirits and whatever, that do vie for our affection. And there is that light also that's trying to inform us and draw us and say, wait, you were made for light and life and liberty and freedom. And people do, to your point, people do get to choose. And so I'm not about taking that from people. It's impossible even in the origin in the beginnings, the early beginning of time, you think about if you believe the narrative of the tree, right, of good and evil and the tree of knowledge, to me, that's where individual self-government was established because God was watching the whole thing. But he made man really powerful with the spirit, a soul, and a body in his image to reconcile the conflicts within himself and decide what he wanted for his life. And of course, the I want, the I need, the I deserve, right, the... Hey, does this order really exist? Did God really say, right? Does this order really exist? You're not going to die. Do what you want. There's no consequences. And the third is 
oh wait, some, this thing is holding out on you. God's holding out on you. He doesn't want you to be like him. They were all three lies, three lies. And they manifest in the I want and I need and I deserve in the life of people. And that's where I see the, stra- the, the dissension and the unraveling yeah, for but people. It, you know, those kind of things happen in the absence of self-awareness in general. That's oh, yeah. right. Yeah. 100%. Like a lot of people still live on a vibration of just, again, survival, existence, survival, mm-hmm. like animalistic basic primal yeah it's like it's what it is exactly but you know what you say that i love is no there's this inner struggle and your art reflects that inner struggle and something inside of every one of those human beings says i know i was more meant for more than this and that's because we were made in the image of god to create to have dominion to take power it depends you know a lot of it is the the capability of listening yes Yes, 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 and, yes. And, you know, I I have observed this and I have come to the point that some yeah. still have to go through the experience of all those dark things to learn to listen. It's the only way. It's the only way. Words and, to end with. Yeah. Yeah. Are we uh, close to the end? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is it. You can't top that. Nope. And two, th- I will say two things, right? are vying for your affections, light and darkness. And you've got to reconcile yeah. those mm-hmm. things. I just want to say one thing that today is what? May 16th, 2023. May? It is March. <laughs> March. March. And it is oh March gosh. 16th. I was like, I would be married by now. I, I would have already gone. Yeah, I feel like I'm not the only one who is like way <laughs> out there. I know. <laughs> Nick, I don't want you to go. I'm telling you, I want to shrink you and yeah. keep you in my pocket. Time does not exist, reality. <laughs> so, what is reality anyways? <laughs> so we can have these conversations and just, you know, it would so enrich my soul. Anyway, I will say that it is May 16th. March. 20, March. March. What is it about May? Enero, febrero, marzo, abril, marzo, May 5, grace. Mm. March 16th, 2023. And we measure time by this event in history that regardless of how you want to interpret the message of this life, I will say that he says the power and authority to reconcile these conflicts that Nick so beautifully illustrates and speaks about is me. No other living human being in history said, I am the beginning and the end. I am the fulfillment of thousands of years of recorded history. And I came to give you the liberty, the power and the strength to rise up and face those voices. And you will experience something. If you ask me, if you, if I indwell you and you ask me in your heart and you see these patterns, these things, and you believe in me and these stories, I'm telling you, I'm telling you the story of time. I'm telling you the story of you, but his life was so well documented by 4,000 years of world history that that's ultimately why I really endeavored to have these profound conversations with myself, different roads, different paths than you have, but through studying history and philosophy, theology, and the evolution of thought. But at the end of the day, nobody said, I am the son of God. You take me down and my dad will raise me up in three days. And the Trinitarian constitution of everything that that life represented and and the the days the the that informed his life right Mm -hmm. he began his public ministry at 30 he died at 33 years old he was three days in the desert there were three temptations in the garden after he went with three of his closest confidants up to the mountain of transfiguration he was met by three celestial beings when you think about the constitution of what three represents spirit soul body balance harmony coherence the very anatomy of a family a father a woman and a 
child and what all that represents, the union of, you start seeing, wait, there's patterns here. There's archetypes. And you're nodding because you've experienced, you've seen them, you've encountered. All the time. And he said, I'm the light of the world and I came to set you free from this darkness. And I just believe at the end of the day, it's, it's that struggle. It's those conversations we have to have with ourselves. And it's this pilgrimage we all have to embark on. And I love how you talk about your path to peace and freedom. You do it beautifully. Thank you. (laughs) You share the drama with the rest of us and it can be kind of jolting. Thank you. It's, it's interesting. I just want to say like, like this is not just a, an experience of listening. It's like how, how things rise inside of you by listening and only through that you can actually listen more and more. So, yes, it is like an awakening. We call it an awakening, right? right? And the, the expansion or like like awareness is just, okay, what's actually happening? Life is constantly changing. But the art is definitely a path of liberation in that sense. I love it's, it. When you talk yeah. about listening, I'm seeing... You know what the person of the historic Jesus said, but he said, I stand at the door and knock. And if you hear my voice and you open that door and you let me in, he said, he's the light of the world, life, right? Light, liberty, love, law. He said, I'll come and make my dwelling place in you. And when you talk about listening, I want everybody listening to us to know that it's the quiet, still voice of your conscience that's inviting you to make a decision to which voice you're going to align yourself with, the voices yes, uh, of darkness or the voices of light. Yes, but nobody says it's not painful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Very Those true. are words to close by. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> nobody says it's not painful. But you know what? We have each other mm-hmm. to do it. Lock arms and do it, right? Together. It's, together. It's true. We have, especially when we can share and uh, we, we are able to listen again to each other. I must say the strongest and the most fundamental part of this transformational journey and listening is was, was just only with myself and in silence. The thing is, the yes. real job you can only do by yourself because it's your experience. You can see why we invite people to come to the villa, to this mm. place of rest, mm. solitude, quiet, reflection. You're surrounded by literally hundreds of oak trees and a canyon mm-hmm. yeah, and nature. <laughs> I love you more. Every time I'm with you and around you, you are my brother. Really, from the depths of my heart, thank you for having pleasure. what is often a polarizing discussion with different ways of communicating some, the reality that we're living in. Mm-hmm. So thank you for tolerating what may be differences in how we communicate, but thank you for opening up your heart to having these conversations. And we invite people to be respectful and decent to each other as you embark discussing the reality of these voices that vie for our affections and choose this day who you're going to serve, light or darkness. And learn to love and in spite of whatever choices that other person in your life's making. So, yeah. Pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone, if you want to get in touch with Nichos or learn more about his art, please go to Nichos.com. You can also find him on Instagram at Nichos.
For updates about rest and this podcast, please visit our Instagram or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you would like more information about Virginia or to support and join the cause of rest, please go to virginiadixon.com forward slash collaborate or call 949-289-5935. Thank you for listening to Rest with Virginia Dixon. We'll see you next week.